0: Hey everyone, this is Kelsey Joe Hillis, photographer, entrepreneur, wife, mom, and recovering people pleaser. This is my podcast, Picturing Purpose, where I have transparent and meaningful conversations with people from all different walks of life. My hope with this podcast is that you find encouragement, lean on faith, and trust God's purpose for your life. So with that in mind, let's jump into this week's episode of Picturing Purpose. Happy Wednesday. This is part two of my interview with Miranda. I'll keep this intro short and sweet so you can get to the long-awaited final part of our conversation. I hope you have enjoyed it. This episode is even better than part one, so I hope you're ready. Please remember that this month's proceeds will be going to a young single mother of three that has had to leave her home with limited income. The podcast wants to help put money towards her rent for the next six to nine months in a modest apartment that meets their needs. This is the first time we have donated part of our proceeds to something other than a nonprofit or charity. Please trust that 50% of your donation will go directly to this family. You can donate by going to kelseyjoephotography.com slash picturingpurposepodcast. Don't forget to share the podcast on your pages send the show to your friends, and submit a five-star review with Apple Podcasts. Pledging $5 a month to the show can help us so much. The show takes a lot of behind-the-scenes costs, but we know either way that God's hand is on this podcast and it will serve its purpose. Okay, I promised y'all a short intro, so let's get back to Miranda's interview. I hope you enjoy this episode. Sometimes I think to myself, why did I start this podcast? I know, I know that God really wanted me to start it. Yeah. But subconsciously, why did Kelsey want to start this? Right. And I honestly think that I wanted to be that podcast that people that may not go to church or mm-hmm. you know want any part in it will listen to it and be. Of course, they're going to be hesitant. Listen to it. I'm like, great, this is a Christian right, podcast. Right. Yeah. You know? well, but that they listen to it and they go, wait, she's a she like yeah. declares that she's a Christian and is like very faithful and talks about God all the time. Uh-huh. I could literally go to dinner with her and have a good time. Yeah, yeah. And those are things that I want to portray because I think that people have this really misconstrued misconstrued idea and image of Christianity. Because I, I, of one thousand percent, one yeah. thousand percent, yeah, that they've been a part of, and that's not what Jesus wanted. Because if you actually read the Word for yourself, you're mm-hmm. like, "Where did where'd they get this from?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and really, it's all about like Satan is real. The devil lives in this world, and it's unfortunate that sometimes he attacks churches and mm-hmm. people within churches. Just like you said, something about how you've seen a pastor. Uh, preach the word and then cheat on yeah. his wife. Yeah. You know, it's unfortunate, but we're all human. And it's, it's very, very hard to like swallow that and be like, okay, Jesus, I know that you're forgiving this person. So I need to learn to forgive. Right.
1: And I think like an outsider like me, I look at that particular situation and I forget to blame the devil. I only blame God for that. Right. Right. You know, I it's do. hard. A hundred percent. I've never blamed the devil for anything gone wrong in my life because I don't feel like he's, I, I just don't feel like he's such a factor of God Almighty
0: as in control. So I'm like, it's God's, God is doing this. Because back when we were kids, uh-huh, you didn't talk about the devil. No. That no. was, that was um, not something you brought up. It's very taboo, but. We have to know that he's real because spiritual warfare is real. You can't believe
1: in God and not. And I've said this so many times because in my salon, I actually had a client ask one of my employees if I was into witchcraft. (laughs) And um, so I am almost a Halloween baby. So I'm obsessed with all things. You do love Halloween. I do love Halloween. Your business is always Halloween themed. I have all the things. I love the Mm -hmm. dark side of stuff. I do. I'm so into it. I don't do seances or sacrifice cats, um, but I do have like, um, I love, we go to New Orleans sometimes. I love the voodoo culture. Yeah. And I say that I don't practice. I love to learn because you can't believe, I've always said, and I may be wrong, but you cannot believe in God and not believe in other things in this world doesn't exist too. And that's my perspective because, and whether or not it's somewhat of culture, and I love culture, so I love the New Orleans culture, so I've got a Marie Laveau voodoo thing, picture, and it's, I don't practice voodoo, but I I have that, and I have had some spell jars a client made, because that's what she's into, and we were talking about it, and she made it for me, and I've got another, I've got a Buddha, and I love all different walks of life, and if, god was a thing god would love them too right i mean god loves everybody i right i mean so i i have an eclectic i love to learn about culture and history and all the things i'm not doing a sang on it's like on now and then where they went out to the um cemetery with their black candles um but why not learn because i'm able to sit in a room with anybody and have the best time and love everybody because i don't care what they believe in where I've had a hard time sitting next to Christians in our same room, as a bartender I was for many years. There's two things we didn't talk about in a bar, and that was politics and religion. religion, because nobody in those two particular topics ever want to talk to learn. They want to talk to be heard. Be heard. Yeah. And I want to talk to learn, and I want you to talk so I can learn. So that's my point about the different variations of. of- See, I
0: think that is more of. A spiritual gift than you probably realize. I think so, yeah. We're very alike in that sense of, like, very good at making anybody feel comfortable. Yeah.
1: What I know is not better than what you know. Right. I don't know. Right. And I want to know what you know because maybe there's parts of what you believe that may— be suitable for me right you know i mean i i've had my palmistry read i've had tarot cards read. Oh,
0: yeah i used to do that i love you time. know i think
1: it's cool i've met some really great fabulous people on the middle of a street in new orleans and talk to them right. about their spiritual but guess what if that's what makes them happy and that's how they get up every day and they feel whole and 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 a hundred percent I'm not, who am I to tell them that they're wrong? You know, like who am I yeah, to say I mean, any different?
0: From, from my standpoint, I wouldn't. Um, my question is always like, are you feeling 100% right. whole? Well, like, who because, knows? Because like, of course, I'm going to never condemn. So yeah. it's not my place to condemn anybody. I'm not going to walk the street and be like. Lay uh, hands on yeah, everybody and yeah, throw the Bible. Well, <laughs> I, I'm not going to be like oh, you Satan lover you're doing. You know, right, right, right. Um, I do believe that Satan plays yeah, a big role yeah. in a lot of those things. Right, right. He's He is the master manipulator yeah. and deceiver. And he likes to make things look normal to us so that we are like, oh, well, yeah, I need to be accepting of mm-hmm. that. And and everybody is on their own spiritual journey and uh, uh, you know, some people are farther ahead of me and some people right, are, right. are not. And and I think that just comes with time. But I don't think I'm not going to walk into your salon and see a Buddha and be like, Miranda. Oh, yeah. Right. Exactly. Because <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me show you exactly. You know, because that's not and some Christians may listen to this and oh. be like, Kelsey, you're preaching heresy. But I, I don't think that that's our approach. I think our approach is. We, we are here to plant seeds, mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit is the one that does the work. Right, yeah. We are just the seed planters.
1: I remember, I will never forget, do you remember back in the early 2000s, the power bracelets that came out? They uh, the, like? the, they were just the beaded and they all meant something like serenity. They meant oh. power. And mm. that was like a, that was like a whole, that was like a whole moment. Everyone had to have those power bracelets, right? Mm. Well, I remember being in church, uh, when I lived in Little Rock and somebody preaching that these were a significant, uh, sign of the devil that these power bracelets carried. And she was from, she was from a different country had came down to speak on this. And this bracelet carried this these powers of the devil. And, I mean, if you had them, like, you better get rid of them. So, I mean, I had, you can't wear jewelry at the Pinnacle, but I could wear it outside of school. My mom was not strict. And I could wear it at my dad's house. And I loved them, right? I had all, like, bracelets filled of these different, you know, calm and power and all the things and I ran home freaking out about these bracelets and threw them all away because I thought that I was representing the devil because of a bracelet that I had on right and so I kind of look back like "What what is going you know what is that and so when I see these artifacts of different cultures and stuff things like that I don't look at it as so much like and, and like I said, this is my own spirit. Like, don't throw the book at me, but I see it as it's an artifact of of like. Kelsey, <laughs> I don't have that, it over here. <laughs> put that notebook down. The college rule notebook. I don't need it. My uh, my uh, my <laughs> number your two um, post-it notes. Yes. Your index cards. Um, I just look at them as artifacts of things that you know. I if had I not do, dove into talking to people in that world, I wouldn't have met some really great people. Now, whether or not they're happy, that's not on me. Right. They have to deal with that. But
0: that's all a part of your walk. It's, too. A, it's my God walk. I those there. places to know these I people. love people. Okay. I
1: love, mm-hmm. I've met some Wiccans. I have met some people who were agnostic. I have met atheists. I've met people that practice voodoo. I love people. And I, if that's what makes me who I am and a part of my spiritual journey, then so be it. Because I, I just, I have, I've danced in the middle of the street in Jamaica with a Rastafarian who was smoking a little something-something, dancing with him. Not in Jamaica. In I Jamaica. And he turned around he said, I have never had anybody embrace my culture like you. He said, usually people walk away from us because I was on a cruise. And he was like, you're a Jamaican. He was like, you have embraced this <laughs> culture. I was drinking rum punch and dancing in the middle of the street awesome. and everyone else is scared yeah. because I wanted to get inside of what they do and how they live. Because maybe parts of their their therapeutic perception of their poorness and their life, and they're still that happy. If they can be happy with no running water and dirt houses, I can surely be happy with what I, where I'm living, right? So so the, I say all of that cuz I embrace culture and I love that. Yeah. And now to the Christianity side of things, going into church and stuff. That's the scariest one of them all. It is, it's sad. I can embrace voodoo, I can embrace I learn it doesn't scare me. I'm actually like fine with it. It's the Christianity part that scares the hell out of me. And I say, and I mean that 100%. Walking into church that day, I was terrified. I was so anxious. And I've never, I've felt more comfortable sitting next to a voodoo queen in, in New Orleans than I did next to a pastor.
0: Before we, because we haven't even finished your church. No. Story. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We'll actually get there.
1: We take the scenic route in all of our conversations. <laughs>
0: um, I want to, I want to say one thing is that. I think because of a lot of people's memory of church Mm -hmm. is that Jesus didn't want us to push people away from him. He wanted us to bring people to him. And unfortunately, there's been things that have happened over time where people have this guard up because they are not, they think people expect something from them and they can't give that Mm -hmm. to them. And so they're like, okay, well, I, I can't be a Christian or I can't step foot in a church and it, it is unfortunate. And I think a lot of that, and I'm not making excuses for people because we really do screw up a lot, but a, a lot of it has to do with spiritual warfare because mm-hmm. the devil doesn't want you to go into church. Right. The devil doesn't want you to fellowship with other Christians that right. can talk to you. The devil doesn't even want you on this couch right now. Right, yeah, yeah. So there's things that I'm not going to make excuses for people, but I think we always have this guard up with crea- Christianity because two reasons, the Christians that don't act like Jesus mm-hmm. and the devil working on other different parts of mm-hmm. the structure of like making sure that you're nervous, making sure that yeah. you have your wall up and you're like, mm, you can say all you want to me when I come in here, but uh, yeah, yeah, sis, for sure. I'll check you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. So Go ahead and finish oh, where the, you were the in church.
1: Sto- yeah. that, Back to the story that got me on the couch. Um,
0: <laughs> it's uh, not what got yeah, I me. Mean, it, it led you to the couch. It but, led me you to know. the couch.
1: So, back to the church. So, we're in the church. I'm sitting there programs, X, Y, and Z, the pastor starts talking about people that are struggling. And I was like, and he goes, I ask if you've been struggling to come down here and we would pray for you. And he made a joke. He said, despite of what the Pentecostal people think, we don't throw holy water on every." Like he made <laughs> this really funny pun about Pentecostal, like actually making feel like, and to me, I'm I was so like, glad that it was so, and I was like, what? Because it used to be so stiff in there. And I'm like, when he made that pun, that joke, that. making fun of the Pentecostal uh, perception, I was like, maybe they're a little bit more self-aware of, yes. of, of certain things. And I was like, that's, and we were all laughing. And I was like, I've never, and I've known this man, the, this particular pastor for many years. Yeah. And I um, always thought super highly of him, but just never thought of him in a comical sense like that. And I have never, I remember going to the altar as a kid because that's what everybody did. I was baptized Pentecostal because that's what everyone else was doing. I was the outcast if I wasn't at the altar. I don't know why I went to the altar. I just did it because my classmates were doing it. And that's what the, yeah, I was friends with the PK's daughter and stayed the night at the PK's house. And, you know, I was in with the, in with the people there. Right. So I, in my adult years, I have never, ever walked to the altar. I don't want people to pray for me. I don't want people's hands on me. If I pray, you're not going to know I'm praying. It's none of your business. That is how I felt. And I sat there and without hesitation, I said, I think I need to go. Now, mind you, this church is three times the size of the church it used to be. <laughs> and I'm like all the way up at center's Very row, true. right? I'm at a, like a, a a concert hall and I've got to walk floors to get down to the front. And I, so I looked at my husband and I said, I think I got to go down there. And I think he was just as shocked as I was to say that. And he said, do you want me to go with you? And I said, mind you, I've never been into a church with a a significant other. We've never talked about God in our relationship. And I said, no, it's okay. Like I do with everything else, I'm just going to go down. So I walked to my stepdad and I said, I think I said, will you take me down there? And he said, absolutely, sis. And so he grabbed my hand and my daughter says, I'm going to go with you, mom. And I said, okay, because she's been worried about my spiritual salvation. She gets a little more eye-rolly with me. Like, mom, you don't need to say that, but she's not going to like push it on me. And I finally I did snap at her one day and I was like, let me live. My, like, let me believe what I want to believe. Like, don't, don't push that on me. And I'm not going to push this on you. Like, I'm having a moment here. And she said, and she didn't say anything else after that. She said, okay. All she looked at me said, okay, mom. You do you and see how that works out for you. I said, okay, fine. I will, you know. <laughs> so she grasped me and I didn't look behind. I just kept walking and I was sweating balls. I was sweating so hard. <laughs> walking past everyone and i'm the only one i mean me and the tattooed face guy is the only other one i knew tattoos. (laughs) i'm like i know him and i'm like (laughs) yeah i'm like hey what's (laughs) up homie i'm like my guy right there you know and i'm like i knew i'd see you up here eventually and uh, i walk up there and i I said i only want to go to my uncle um because he's the only one in that church i trust at this point right and so i said i just want to go to my uncle ron and so I walked up to my uncle and he was like, the look on, he didn't know I was there. And he looked at me and he was like, hey, sister. And I was like, and immediately in his presence, you just feel vulnerable and weak. Right. And I said, um, he said, are you struggling? And I said, yes, sir. I said, I'm struggling. And he said, are you? He's like, I was like, I, you know, my back. And I, of course, I didn't go into all the other. We didn't have enough time for that. And he started praying, like, like, look at my video, just read this, just pray (laughs) for everything. Okay. And he put his hands on me and started praying. And that moment I felt my dad's hands on my left side and my dad's crying and he's praying. And my dad has always prayed for me, you know, even at his worst, like he's no holy roller, but he's a man of faith. He walks with God and he's a sinner like me. And I, I love that about him and he's praying, and I look over to my right side, and my daughter is praying for me, and I feel this hand come across my back, and I look up, and there's my husband, and he is praying for me, and then I look over to my arms, and I see both of my 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 biological son and my stepson, my other stepson, and they're both praying, and I just lost it, and they were praying for me and holding me and for the first time in a long time, I felt a lot of peace and no pain. And I felt more of a family than I have ever had because we're very much separated amongst a, a blended family. It's hard, you know, and I fell in that moment. And so when it was done, I looked over and I didn't ask them to come down there because that's not their, their journey. This is mine. Right. And, um, And I looked at my husband and I think at that moment, like I fell more in love with him because I was at my weakest moment there and he was at his strongest for me. And so then like, I'm like, okay, kind of like putting my head down because all of a sudden now I'm seeing everybody I know and everyone's saying hi to me and everyone was just like in such great spirits because I hadn't seen these people in so long. So we're walking around the pew and I look up and I see my oldest son with his hands in the air, getting prayed for by my cousin-in-law and a girl from his school. I did not know that he had gone to school with this girl. She's a Pentecostal girl, had saw him at the church and offered to pray for him. And he had walked up there with her, and they were both praying together. So we walked up there to be with him and prayed with him. None of this was thought out. None of this was planned. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, what is happening here? And so we go sit back. And prior to this happening, when during worship or in the songs, I look over and I see my three boys and my daughter with their hands in the air, praying and worshiping God. Now, we've never spoke to them about what that means. And I looked over and I'm making sure that because one thing you don't do in church is mock God in his own home. Right. So I was like, are they doing that? Because everyone else is doing that. Are they joking? Are they being boys? And they were as serious as can be in that moment. And I said, well, we're going to talk about this later on because I'm all about communication in the household. And so all of that took place and it just hit me and it was like, all right, all right, God, you got my attention. And so then it kind of brought on a whole different phase of questions. So I made this post on Facebook because (laughs) I'm always pretty very, real and raw The
0: post of all the posts. post of all
1: posts and i never talk about religion yeah. and i just wanted to share this story because it was cool man like it was just a cool story yeah. it wasn't a religious post to to put got people on to god it was like man like i just need to be real for a second about what i've been going through and whatever this is, this is i still don't know what this is yeah. but whatever this is this is what happened yeah. and i mean i think i got like 800 likes 100 something comments Oh then I was like, oh I instantly in a, a message from Kelsey and it was funny because <laughs> I'll get to that part too, but Oh boy. <laughs> so now it's like, oh no. I've opened Pandora's box of religion <laughs> and here comes Miranda, the foul mouth tattooed, eclectic, no, crazy voodoo queen of Fort absolutely smith. Not. But that in my head I'm thinking I right. don't talk about this because now y'all are gonna hold me accountable for something I'm not ready to be accountable for. I want and 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 I'm like, wait a minute! Thank you for praying. God is great. Won't He do it though? You know, you like and and that was won't He, won't do, he it? do it? You know, <laughs> I've been there. Yes, God is good, but like if you think for a second, people that I'm going to quit being me and quit being the person that I am to want to worship your God the way that Christianity has told me to worship Him. I'm not the person. I cannot do that. So here's what I've got to figure out. What I'm doing in my life isn't working. I'm bitter. I'm angry. I'm depressed. I'm mad. I'm confused. I'm not living to my best potential as a person. I'm very self-aware of my flaws, sometimes too self-aware. I'm too hard on myself. Me too. But I am aware that I have struggles I need to work on that are nobody else's fault but my own. But how am I able to do be me, live the life that I want to live. I don't like people holding me accountable for anything because I will disappoint you. I I will, but still be able to walk with Jesus and have that moment I felt that particular day with my family. So now I'm like, what do I do? Like, okay, like, where do I go from here? It's a journey, right? So sometimes it you is. hit these moments of like,
0: I, you just pressed the start button. Yeah, and I, <laughs> yeah. I and
1: it revved up a lot quicker than what I was prepared for. So I'm like, all yeah. right. The only other time I felt that close to him was on the side of the highway when I was at my other lowest point in my life when as a single mother. And um, he did show up and show out for me. I don't know any other way to describe that moment in my life other than it had to have been him. And I've lost faith through that time. So when this particular moment happened, I'm still skeptical. Okay. Maybe it was coincidence. Yeah. Maybe it was, I was feeling something. I knew you were going to go through that phase. Yeah. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I still didn't want to accept it because once you accept that you love God, you're going to walk with God. Now you've got to follow this X, Y, and Z, right? Cause we were taught that. Right. It's what you were taught. I was taught that. Like, you don't cut your hair. You don't do this. You don't cuss. You don't drink. You, and I've, I have partied with more Christians that go to church on Sunday that says, we can't go there because I might run into somebody from church. I will have a beer right in front of you. I do not care. I don't like beer, but you know what I mean? I'm still going to show I'm going to dare. I love me and it's taken a long time to really love me. And I know I struggle with depression, but it doesn't mean I don't love who I've become. There's, there's something good inside of me that just struggles. But I love the, the voice I have. I love the ability to say whatever I want to say with no regards to what you feel about it. Not, nothing rude, but just raw and real. And this is what I am. And so now, as a Christian, as, as that moment, if I decide to, okay, I'm going to walk with God, I'm, you know, I'm praying or whatever, I cannot be that Christian that society wants me to be. I'm still gonna. I,
0: I. He's not asking you to be the Christian but, that society wants you right. to be. He's asking you to be. What follow him? And I. And I think. And
1: I. I've heard that so many times. And then when you reached out to me, I was like, Oh, oh God! Here, we here go. he goes Kelsey. I'm like, because <laughs> I did. I'd had so many people message me, man. And that, right. that is one thing I do not like: is someone to shove a Bible down my throat. Okay, because I don't talk to to tell you to put this on you. I want to learn. And I appreciate if they felt that it was in their God's, in their heart to reach out to me. And that was what God put on their heart. I'm so appreciative of that. But I am the most hardheaded, stubborn. I think what I think and I believe what I believe because I believe that there's so much good in this world from different walks of life. And so I cannot conform to one road. My best friends are gay. I love my gay men. I love my gay women. I am my, they have, they are, I mean, I don't like to say they as in a collective group because they're human and they're just like everyone else, but they have helped me raise my children. They have picked me up off the floor. They're still people. They're people. You're not going to tell me what they do is wrong. I know their hearts. You know, I you can't, you just, you cannot tell me that people, that the, that Christians say or, or against their beliefs are bad people I will not stand for it I will stand up against it and still love God at the same time and that's all of that I ask yeah. it's to be able to still be me and still love the people I love and still be able and I think God made me this way like if he didn't why would I be this way right
0: if you know me you know I love supporting my local businesses today I am sharing one of my favorite restaurants with you Pasta Grill in Van Buren. Y'all, this place is delicious. If you're looking for an amazing restaurant with wonderful customer service, go visit Pasta Grill. They are located at 810 Main Street, Van Buren, right next to Chapters on Main Bookstore. Their hours are Tuesday through Thursday, lunch 11 to 2, dinner 5 to 8, and Friday through Saturday, lunch 11 to 2, dinner 5 to 9.30. My favorite dish is the seafood pasta. And you can't skip out on their white cheddar dill soup. Pasta Grill has lunch specials Tuesday through Thursday and also offers catering. Check them out in person or visit their website, pastagrillrestaurant.com.
1: You know, you can't, you just, you cannot tell me that people, that the, that Christians Say are against their beliefs are bad people. I will not stand for it. I will stand up against it and still love God at the same time. And that's all of that I ask: It's to be able to still be me and still love the people I love and still be able. And I think God made me this way. Like if He didn't, why would I be this way, right? I mean, per church, per Bible. Oh,
0: I. I mean, if you really want me to get down to the, I mean, to the me, wire here, I mean, I. I think that you have lived this life and being so open to people, and I'm the same way mm-hmm. I'm very open and loving to to anybody but i I think that that is your advantage point in your spiritual gifting because you are so loving and open, just like the situation that you explained in Jamaica. you can still you can still embrace him and love yeah. him. And maybe just sprinkle one little seed of Jesus about how you your life is so amazing too. Mm-hmm. And that you're happy and you're so loving because you have Jesus. Right. And then leave it at that. You don't have to say, This is what you need to do. You're you're walking with the devil. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. you don't have to condemn people. You can love them as they are and just like spread that seed. Like, if they're open to telling you about their walk of life. Yeah, you should be absolutely open I do 100% to do that too. Agree with
1: that. I do. And
0: so you're. I feel like your spiritual gifting is that of. It's called. I know this is probably going to make you clench, but it's called a spiritual gift of evangelism, mm-hmm. and not the evangelism that you're thinking that you correlate with church right. and organized religion. It's the gift of evangelism of being able to be in a room with anybody, yeah, and being able to have a conversation. And make them comfortable, and be able to talk about things that you want to talk about, and the things that maybe God leads you to talk about, mm-hmm. without making them feel like they are a peasant, right? Basically. And thats that is, I'm glad that you
1: said that because I think it's easy in a Christian, in in the world of religion, to feel beneath the person you're sitting next to in a church. Because you can tell when somebody is in a different point in their religious journey. You can. You. you can. It's. It's very obvious, right? But nobody knows who those people are when they go home. You don't go home with those people every day. You don't know what they do in their own home. So for me to be open about, you know, I never, ever, ever in a religious world ever want to be considered a hypocrite because that's, I think, the number one verbiage that people use in religion is hypocrisy. Because here to this world, you show this. But when you go home, you show this. Or behind closed doors, you show this. For me... How exhausting. It is. But it happens.
0: (laughs) It is. Oh, I've lived it. It is very much. I've lived it for sure. The beginning of my journey was like, okay, well, can I do this? Can I do that? And eventually through time... Watch what you post. Watch what you say.
1: All this stuff. Don't say this. So-and-so might. I don't want to be limited on anything. So after that post... You're like, I great, now all the eyes are on oh, me. Well, yeah, I had more people add me on Facebook after that. From the church and I told my husband, I said, oh, they're going to buckle up tight because they're going to be in for a ride with me because
0: buckle up, baby. I,
1: I told myself, I said in this particular, whatever, wherever my journey ends or beca- it's never an ending journey, wherever my journey leads me to, I am never going to sugarcoat who I am. So either you're going to be prepared for the day I walk into church and be like, oh, Miranda's here. Oh, that's just how she is. Well, we love her for who she is or you're not because I'm a sinner. That I'm be, a sinner every yeah. day i, I have a sinner I mean I have a <laughs> best friend who literally I call her a saint, and we have this joke that she's the saint and I'm the sinner, but she loves me for me and I was listening and, and and that is just because like, I always say I'm the devil on her shoulder because I say what I think and what i what I do, and she's just so passive and sweet and rainbows and roses, and I'm just raw right. and real and aggressive but i I think, in this journey that I told myself where wherever it leads me i'm I'm open for whatever whatever's to happen from this point as I know Good. something because whatever I'm doing is not working, and I've come to realize that, and I know that I've lost faith into him, and that was maybe a contributing factor doesn't mean that I'm not going to have my struggles, but don't don't, you know, I don't want anyone to put me on this religious pedestal that I'm going to make this breakthrough of salvation because I'm not. I
0: don't think you're I'm going to live my life how
1: I choose to. I don't
0: think you're the only person that gets in that mindset at all. I actually have a friend that listens to this podcast mm-hmm. that she kind of has that mindset too of like, I am not going to put myself in a place of expectancy yes. because yeah. that is, too much
1: it's too much for me i just
0: can't and can't do but, it. see that's the thing is that there should be no expectancy of what you can bring or mm-hmm. what you're doing or what you're not achieving or what you're jesus doesn't want that jesus just wants you jesus wants you to come at, to come as you mm-hmm. are my pastor is always joking about how like if, if there's beer cans and needles in the parking lot i mean this our church is not a What's the word? A country club. Yeah. Our church is a hospital for yeah. the sick. Yeah. And we we can't help that there might be one person that is judgmental out of the other hundreds yeah, and, of people. And you that- can't
1: hold a whole congregation to one flaw. Right. You know, and, yeah. and, and you're not guilty by association. Right. And I read, uh, I was listening to this song. It's this, it, I love, he's... Not a Christian rapper or anything, but he says this part in his song, and he says, you know, he said, I talk to God, and I tell Him what I think. At first, He might hate me, but later, He might save me, and that is a hundred, like, I listen to that lyric all the time because, you know, you think, you tell Him what you think, you sit there, and you let it all out, and it's ugly, and I've cussed, and I've cried, and I'm mad, and then you might not like what I have to say, but every single time I know that He has saved me because I've never... Had to. Di- I mean, I've dealt with some pretty really bad things, but I've never had to stay there. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, I've yeah. never had to stay there, Mm-mm. and so there's a reason why I've, I'm where I'm at in my life, and I can't take complete accountability for that because I've given up and told him it's on you, my guy. Like, yeah. I and, and I remember, you know, in the past, my dad said, "Give it to God." And I'm like, "What a cliche thing to say when you don't have an answer for my problem." Like, I need a instant gratification on that person. I have a problem. I need it fixed today. And I'm a brat. When things don't go my way, I lose my mind. And then you tell me, give it up to God. Okay, that's, sure. All right, there you go, God. Take it. I'm out. Easy peasy, right?
0: I just read something last night about instant gratification. That's so crazy that we are, in our society, we are so set on instant gratification. I am, too. I mean...
1: It's in the touch of our hands. Right. Right I mean, I just,
0: I want that instant gratification, but our walk with God is not going to always be instant. Sometimes things that we pray about, we may not see for two, three years. Well, you say
1: that because think about that moment going back to the couch. In that yeah. moment, talking about the two men that we were so wrapped up in, had God answered our prayers i wouldn 't be sitting on your couch and here today at us now. and look in it, but it 's a hundred percent true
0: and who who knows five years from now it may be totally different.
1: I might be standing <laughs> at the front door with a pamper on a church. you don't know and uh, here's, well, and I told my husband I said, you know it would be i was like not saying me don 't put me in coach but if somebody like me First that looked like baby. me stood in front of a church, you know, stood and greeted people on their worst days, me particularly, like, I'd love to see me. Like, I'd love to see that, that guy that had the tattoos on his face had no idea what he did for me that day. Yeah. He didn't because he probably didn't even know what he was doing there. But okay. the moment I saw him, I was like, this is okay, cool. Yeah, What's up, my saw guy? saw
0: someone just like you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: but it's like tattoos shouldn't depict that you're right. in a vulnerable but place that in shows your life.
0: To, that shows to you that he has... He has a
1: story to tell. Right. You could see that. Right.
0: And he wasn't yeah. raised yeah. there. No, yeah, no. Yeah,
1: same, right? But you would never look at me and think, that girl was baptized Pentecostal and went mm-hmm. to a private school for three years. You know, like yeah. I ended up pregnant in high school and I'm a high school dropout and I lived a scenic life. Trust me, I've made a lot of mistakes. So post-church, but me going through all that you would have never known that I had had that part of my life in there so yeah. you know but yeah that guy did a lot for me that day shout out to you yeah. shout you out are. to tattoo face <laughs> tattoo face guy
0: so you keep bringing up like losing yourself mm-hmm. is that like your biggest fear of like diving in basically of like losing Miranda
1: yeah yeah because you have to clean up your act somewhat in Christianity and to go to you do you you do
0: I yes, can't, but, I, you it, but do. it's not, it shouldn't be something that you do. It should be something that he does. Right, for you. right. And absolutely. Yeah.
1: But I think with Christianity, you have that misconception that yeah. if I go to church, I never wanted to start going to church because I knew that I couldn't continue going to church. That you weren't going to see me every Sunday. You weren't going to see me. I just, I just not that person. I don't feel like I have to be in a church to, to talk to God. It, do I get, was I closer to him there amongst the same, people that day in Easter. Absolutely. I get that now. Mm-hmm. I do get that. Yeah. But I, I can't start something that I can't 100% give myself to just yet. So I never wanted to do that, yeah. um, which and then I didn't even look at it in the same. At least I went. At least it was one time better than Zero times. I mean, I'd stepped in church in almost six years, yeah. um, and it had been several years prior to that. And I, the last time I'd stepped church was Easter. I don't know what it is about Easter that draws me to church because I don't have <laughs> Easter eggs, but I, I I have to look at it from different perspectives. At least I'm going, and I didn't want to go to church on my worst days either. Like I have a problem with only needing God on my worst days instead of worshiping oh, Him honey, on my best days. You are
0: you know what i mean yes, like that everybody is struggles truth. with that everybody struggles with that sometimes i'll be like be so disconnected for a while and then something will happen and yeah I'm like, god like pull me out of this yeah and then like, I'm like it's almost like when you I were drinking even-
1: at the cowboy and the next day you're like god if you save me from this hangover <laughs> just, yeah just i'll never drink my again yeah <laughs> just i promise i will never do this again but it's it's and then i felt like You know, I, I, on that podcast that I listened to of yours, she didn't look at God as a father figure. It was more of a friend. And that really spoke to me because I under, and like what y'all had talked about with that, with like the daddy issue thing and all that made complete say, like it hit me like to the core. Cause I was like, he's not my father. Mm -hmm. He's my friend. He's a really good friend. That'd be the only way I could ever get close to him because when you, when you haven't had that father, like, I'm not gonna dive into that part, but
0: right. I get it. You
1: know, the father part is very tricky, you know, when you can talk to him like a friend and a friend is there on your good days and a friend is there on your bad days. You have those friends that sometimes you only seem to call them because, you know, we're grown, we're busy, we're married. Don't you have that friend that you call when you need something and you're in a bad mood and you need to vent, but you're not going to call them and say, hey, Tiffany, I've had the best day ever want to hear about it. You don't do that because they don't you don't want to tell them about the good. um, And eventually
0: that relationship and it's it, it not gonna because
1: they're like you only call me feel, yeah. when you need me mm-hmm. right you only mm-hmm. call me and I I associated the two with that because when I'm going through it but then I do think I am very I live my life very grateful because if I don't I could my husband and I could divorce my life could dramatically change and I could be back to where I was so I am and I am so grateful the it was, it wasn't by mistake that my husband and I met when we did the odds of us being in the same place at the same time in two different separate worlds. It it was, a, it had to have been a God thing because, or something, I don't know, you know, it wasn't just oh, by definitely. chance. When
0: you were explaining the story about how you met him and like how he treats you and how he, even on your worst day he still loves you and he's always there. Mm-hmm. And then you having the story about being in church and he followed you up there and you were kind of surprised. By yeah. That. I think that sometimes God will like place people in your life and show you the love that he has. Like kind of like when people don't understand God's love until they have children of their yeah. own because yeah. they don't understand like, Oh, I love this thing and it does nothing for me. Right. Basically. Right. Basically. Yeah. And When you had Dustin come in your life, it was almost like, this is unconditional love. Like, I could literally do anything, and he would still love me. Yeah. And that's how God's love is for us. And so I think when you started receiving that from him, you were like, okay, I'm a little bit more open to receiving this love that this so-called God has for me. And then it was like, bam, bam, bam. You said, (laughs) I don't believe in you, God, anymore. And he was like, Uh, bet. (laughs) Yeah. And then you showed up at church, and— I he mean, like sometimes that. you have to have those encounters, mm-hmm. or else you just like my friend that's an atheist. I mean, I I tell him all the time. I'm like, you, you're never going to get to the point where you want to be in, yeah. in your belief until you have an encounter with yeah. the Holy Spirit. Because if you don't, there's no reason to believe, right? Really. Right. And right we, yeah. we all have to have those, and sometimes the Holy Spirit is strategic. A couple years ago, my sister gifted me a beautiful necklace from Indigo Dove. It is created from pressed flowers, which happen to be my son and daughter's birth month flower. It is so special to me. Indigo Dove's products and services are local to Arkansas but can be shipped anywhere. The owner specializes in preserving flowers from memorable occasions into a beautiful, one-of-a-kind keepsake. You can also find botanical-inspired jewelry, artwork, and paper goods in the online shop for a unique gift idea. As always, Indigo Dove honors those we carry in our hearts by giving back a portion of each sale to infant loss awareness efforts and grief support. Go check out Indigo Dove on Instagram or her website, indigo-dove.myshopify.com. When you had Dustin come in your life, it was almost like, this is unconditional love. Like, I could literally do anything, and he would still love me. Yeah. And that's how God's love is for us. And so I think when you started receiving that from him, you were like, okay, I'm a little bit more open to receiving this love that this so-called God has for me. And then it was like, bam, bam, bam. You said, (laughs) I don't believe in you, God, anymore. And he was like, bet. (laughs) Yeah. And then you showed up at church, and— I he mean, like sometimes that. you have to have those encounters mm-hmm. or else you – just like my friend that's an atheist, I mean, I I tell him all the time, I'm like, you, you're you never going to get to the point where you want to be in, yeah. in your belief until you have an encounter with yeah. the Holy Spirit. Because if you don't, there's no reason to believe, right, really. Right, and right, we, yeah. we all have to have those. And sometimes – the Holy Spirit is strategic. So,
1: well, you say the strategic part, and that's funny that you bring that up because since then, when I was in the hospital, a client of mine was like, Here, check this doctor out. I went to a chiropractor, and it turned out to be a scoliosis Yay. specialist who really was like, this is what is wrong with you. This is what you're going to need. That opened up the doors for me to get a hold of these other doctors that hopefully now I know what's wrong with me, that I can get the surgery and things that I need done. But I mean, I wanted instant gratification that day. I wanted them to throw me on the table and cut me open and fix me then because I was so miserable. Right. And so Anybody then it's like, would. yeah, but I would had no idea this doctor was a scoliosis specialist when I had went into his doors. I was just going to see a doctor just to help me with something. And then next thing I know, it's open up these doors for these other hopeful opportunities for me to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And, right. um, and so I'm like, okay, sometimes, hello
0: again. Sometimes our healing... Cause someone actually asked me when I was explaining our podcast mm-hmm. the other day and she was like, I told her about the church experience and that you kind of, you felt a sudden like relief of pain Yeah, and she was like, was she healed? And cause I mean, that has yeah, happened. happened. I've seen it and in I, churches. I was like, I don't think so. I think she still has pain, but I think what's happening now is that the Lord is leading her into different pathways mm-hmm. Where she can be healed by yeah. medical doctors yeah. and people that know what they're doing. Because, yeah. you know, five years ago, this doctor may not have known what to do with you. Oh, yeah. And and, now and that's
1: what the doctor said. He was like, you know, had you have had this fixed 15 years ago, your quality of life would have been, te- you know, technology, yes. you know, is such a different thing. And yes. so and that goes to timing with everything. Had I met my husband six months to a year prior to meeting him, he wouldn't have loved the person I was then. You know, and it's all about timing. And so I think the same thing, like I, you know, I have to learn with, with God. I don't have to be my best version for him and timing isn't right. Like I've, I have, I'm going to tell you, I have been you know, at the bottom of that barrel, I have drank myself to oblivion. I've taken drugs. I've done all the things. I've cried, you know, high as a kite. I have, you know, attempted suicide at 16 and he saved me from my front yard, you know, and and then next thing I know, I'm put into a hospital and then I end up working at that same hospital several years. I was like 10 years later, helping the same kids that I was. You know, and so I forget that all those things have taken place in my life because you don't see, you don't see the good when things are bad. And when you're in a mental state of like crisis and manic, mm. nothing is, yeah, nothing is gonna. You you never feel like you're gonna get out of it yeah. until you're out of it. And then you've got to find tools to when you go back into it to be like, okay, this is what I got to do better next time when I go through this phase of man- mania again. Yeah. You know, and so. I'm I'm open for whatever the future holds, as long as I can just continue being me. So, I don't want anyone to be like, <laughs> you're sitting here on this podcast, and then I saw you <laughs> twerking at, the, at a bar or something on the table, you know? yeah, here Yeah, on the wall. I'm like, yep, that was me.
0: Girl, that's one thing that I, and before I get to my notes.
1: Mm-hmm. I haven't even touched the notes yet, people. Yeah,
0: well, I've, I've touched like one sentence, <laughs> but. I want to, first of all, tell you that no matter how much pain you've ever been in, I'm going to mm-hmm. cry, <laughs> Don't cry that God loves you so much. And I know that sometimes it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like he does, especially when you're in that pit and you're especially when you're at the hospital. Yeah. And so much pain. and You're like, God, do you even love me? Well, I feel like he's picking on me.
1: You know, they say that like, God doesn't give you more than what you can handle. Sometimes I'm like, listen, my guy, you have too much uh, faith in me, you know, and I, I get that. But
0: what if, and I could be wrong, but what if all he was asking for was your trust? And then, and then you were like, okay, like, take it from me. And now it's like door open, door open, yeah. door open. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to contradict healing because sometimes God has healed people on the spot. Oh, I've, I've seen, seen it. it. Yeah. I've seen it in the churches. Okay. Yeah, I have. So
1: I've been to some pretty uh, <laughs> crazy <laughs> church hospital, service. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah, I've seen it.
0: And uh, it's, it makes me cry because I'm sitting here looking at you and all I can feel him say is like, I love Miranda so mm-hmm. much. And all I need her to know is that I do love her so much. I just need her to trust me. And I I could go on for days about trust because there are times where I'm like, God, are you even like, are you listening to me? Yeah. And he's like, trust me. Yeah. (laughs) Like, literally, I I created you. Yeah. I know exactly what, why I created you, why you're here, what you're going to do, all these things. And I want to go back to what I asked you about losing yourself because that was one thing that I thought about last night. I was like, I feel like Miranda – is you're such a good person and i think because you love so much you're so afraid of losing yourself out of losing other people too mm-hmm. and i thought to myself she's not going to lose herself mm-hmm. she is going you are going to find out so much more about yourself mm-hmm. than you have would ever imagine you know and you think you know a lot about yourself now but when you go through that healing journey with him and he shows and reveals things to you throughout your life you're like Okay. Uh. All right. Yeah. And it's like you you gain this like this knowledge and wisdom about yourself and about your relationship mm-hmm. with him that you're like, oh, okay. Like I haven't lost myself. Yeah. Because I had that fear too. I want I people was, to feel
1: safe with me. Yes. I am a safe just place. Just like I told you yeah.
0: earlier, when I see people from my past and yeah. they don't feel safe, yeah, that crushes me. Yeah, and that's why I think that. My gifting and your gifting is to make those people Mm -hmm. see a new perspective of, okay, I am safe with her. She's not going to judge me or condemn me or tell me that I'm not welcome.
1: Well, I mean, can I still love God and still believe that everyone's good? I mean, can I still, and I'm asking you this Mm -hmm. in all honesty. I may not have the answer, but I'll try. And that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And um, because like this is where, you know, it's a learning process for me because when I did was really, you know, had a great relationship with God. Then I was in a different phase in my life, right? So, I'm in a different phase in my life now. But it's like, can I still love God, and still love, you know, the my my gay friends? Can I still? Yes. Is it or is that hip hypocritical of me? Because if it, it is, I don't want to love God.
0: Of you to stop loving your. Gay I mean, because
1: I, I don't think it's wrong. You can't tell, like that's my part. I don't think it's wrong. I want you to love and live your life to the utmost best of your ability and if whatever makes you happy then that is what makes you happy i i really love love and happiness for people and it, it, and so and i do too you know i do and it's not my place yeah it, it's i'm just not the person like i i'm Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe check me later. I'm just not the person God's going to use to convince people that they're what they're doing. I always say I'm not the friend to talk you out of doing something bad. Okay, I'm the friend that's going to come save you when you get into a a trouble. You know, I'll come bail you out. But But
0: I just I'm not that person. Your job, but though, and that's the misconception is that our job as Christians is to not condemn people. Yeah, I don't. It's not our job to go up to you and tell you what you're doing is wrong now. If someone came to me uh-huh. for advice and was yeah. like, is what I'm doing wrong? Absolutely. I'm so gonna be different. truthful. For sure. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to scripture and I'm going to 1, to, yeah. to say the truth. Now, but if they don't come to me, yeah, and I'm we're just having a normal day, we're going out to dinner, I'm not gonna treat them any yeah. differently. And if one of my Christian friends were to treat them differently, we're gonna have some, we're gonna have a problem. Hello, a come to Jesus meeting. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's not that Our beliefs may be different uh, towards that, but I'm not going to treat them any differently. And most Christians in today's world will tell you the exact same thing, Mm -hmm. which it's hard to believe sometimes because when you were raised in that generation, you're like, okay, if I have my gay friend around these people, they're going to be totally mean to me. But it has changed. Yeah. And not that their beliefs have changed, but their the acceptance love towards have changed. Yes, yeah, yes. Their, their love for people yeah. has changed. Jesus has really, really changed some hearts in that way. And I'm so thankful for that because, like I said earlier, our job is to not push people away from right. Jesus. Our our job is to pull them closer. And it's not my job to just like sometimes I get burdened with like if I'm helping someone and like kind of being a mentor to them. And they don't take the steps that I want them to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I will put that on myself of like, what did I do wrong? Yeah, Did I not pray hard enough? Did I not do this? But it's not my, their life is not my responsibility. Right. right. My responsibility is to be there for them, plant the seeds that need to be planted, and the Holy Spirit will do mm-hmm. the work for me. Right. I don't have to do that. So those are some th- things that I've just learned over the past. But I I feel like you are clearly seeking something you are seeking that healing. I mean, we've already talked about this. Prozac. (laughs) You're not seeking Prozac. I mean, if you need Prozac, whatever. (laughs) But (laughs) do you really want to know who Jesus is and not who you think he is?
1: Hmm. I mean, yeah, I'm sure I'd like, just Mm. like anybody else. Like, Mm. you know, yeah. Like, bring it on like let's <laughs> let me see let me see what you're about so you're
0: opening you're but open I have seen to it. like
1: this isn't like I said this isn't new but new, new for, you, for me
0: but in this season of your life it's, yeah it's quite I'd, I'd new. like to see
1: where it would take us if I opened my if I opened my life a little bit more to allowing him to guide me instead of me trying to guide it you know yeah
0: and sometimes we forget that God, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. And so Mm -hmm. he's not going to be, he'll be there when you seek him, but he's not going to knock down and, you know, kick down your door. Right. I mean, it is scriptural. I mean, he's a gentleman. I'm sure you've heard that before. But once you begin to trust, he's going to completely change your life in a good way Mm -hmm. that you've never... Sometimes you look at it outside looking and you're like, oh, my gosh, my life's going to change so much. And I'm going to lose so many people and so many things. But really, you gain so much more than that. Yeah, I get
1: that perspective. And I think people who know me, who actually know me, know that I'm the most open-minded. Like, there's nothing. I know so much about people that that they tell me because there's nothing anybody can say to me Mm -hmm. that would faze
0: me. I do not care. I that's, love. That's I part don't of your care. gift, though. That's I just part of how how he made I you that way. I do not care. I'm the same way. I mean, literally. I think sometimes people will start telling me about their life, and they think I'm gonna like flinch. And I'm yeah. like, yeah,
1: that's all. Yeah. That's all you have to tell I'm me. Like, I thought really? you were gonna tell yeah. me something juicy. Yeah, because you know? like, I yeah. mean,
0: if if you knew my past life, I definitely it could have gotten a lot worse than it was. But like I never really got into hardcore drugs or or anything mm-hmm. of that sort. But I drank a lot, yeah. And I I got drunk a lot, and I I looked at men as as, as like a um, if they gave me any type of attention attention, then I was valid. Yeah. And so, uh, especially growing up as a heavy kid, and then right. you're skinny for a little bit. It's like yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> you Come know, to like, mama. I'm getting that attention. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it's that validation that you're seeking. Yeah. It's crazy to look back on the lifestyle and the in the perception that I used to have compared to now. Crazy enough last night during my my Bible study, I was in Luke and I wrote down Luke 9:56 for the son of man did not come to destroy men's lives but to save them. We can know about him. This isn't scripture. This is my notes. Uh-huh. We can know about him, but we can't know him without seeking him in his word. How can we reject Jesus based on what other people say? Can we at least be open-minded enough to seek him for who he really is and then decide? I think a lot of people miss that part. Yeah. Yeah. It's we we get so caught up in rejection from people. And mm-hmm. one thing that I've had to learn is like what people around me think doesn't matter what God thinks about me and right, what I'm right. doing matters because if I constantly am in my head about what people think about me, I will self-destruct.
1: Yeah. Oh, (laughs) same, same. And as much as I try to, you know, I I really don't care to most, because as you get older, you just get too tired to care and you've got too much going on. But I think in my life today, I've got to learn to stop being the judge, the jury and the executioner. I cannot control everything that I think that I can control. And so with my mindset and the, and the, the things that I struggle with, you know, back back in the day, you know, when I was back like gave it back in the day when I gave <laughs> it all to God. You know, he at that time in my life when I was going through that really bad relationship and a lot of really awful things had happened. You know, I'm like, what did I do to deserve this? But then I can look back on it and I don't regret it. And I am thankful. I thank God. Thank you. Like it sucks. And I have PTSD from some things and <laughs> I have trust issues. And you were talking about that. It's like, man, I, I mean, I've been with my husband for four years and I'm just now learning to trust him. You know, and then you want me to give it to somebody I've never even met, you know, it, but that's just the bitterness and the, in the angry adult in me, which I know that that's, that's not fair. Yeah. But you know, I think I, th- I do. I thank God every day. He put me through that because man, I, I, like, I just am appreciative of the life that I have. I am so, so incredibly, like, I, I tear up every time I think about it because, like, I did not think that there was a single person out there that would love me
0: for who I was
1: and without consequence or without pain. And I'm so grateful for, if anything, for my children to see that because I didn't get to see that growing up. And now my kids... My son, who doesn't have a father, who has a man, he can look up to and say, this is how you treat women. This is how you raise kids. This, you know, and he's not perfect. I don't, I don't want to give you a big old head and make you think you're perfect because the laundry <laughs> still needs to be done Listen, there, daddy, Dustin, you're not but you're not perfect, but you're perfect for me and for my kids. And if anything, now my daughter has something to look up to instead of me saying, don't do what I did. You know they've been through it with me. They've been through the trenches with yeah. me. But now I can say, you know, this is what you want. And now they can know that when they're gone, their mom's at home. They don't have to worry about coming home and seeing their mom in a in a in a really bad situation. And to me, if that's God, then by all means, I will worship. The, I mean, I'm I surrender to your, you know, to your faith because I don't know why He chose me, but I'm grateful for it. I'm so thankful. And, for this life that I, cause I'm telling you it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> like I like, said, a whole nother podcast, so, but it's bad. And
0: so many trust issues come with that. Yeah. And so I think like over time, just like I said earlier, that he placed Dustin in your life at mm-hmm. the right time. Because if you like, for instance, if you had, if you didn't have Dustin right now, it would be extremely hard for you to be trusting of God. Oh,
1: I just self it. I mean, and yeah. that's what I do. I would self medicate. I would spiral. I would try to, you know, fix it doing other stuff that wasn't, you know, wasn't obviously Still healthy. The void with something. Yeah, with yeah. something, somebody, yeah. you know, whether, I mean, anything. And that's what I did. And then Me I, too. <laughs> and, and yeah, and I'm so in, in, I'm so involved in my kids' lives because now I have the opportunity to do that and I have to stress about. All this other stuff. So I'm so grateful for that because I've never got to just be a mom. I've had to be the mom, the dad, the provider, the caretaker, the, you know, and that's a lot to bury for, for one person. And, um, and so now I just get to be a mom and and a, and a, and a, and a salon owner. And that's crazy cool, you know?
0: I know when you started. When you guys got married yeah. and I noticed that you were like slowing down on work and everything, yeah. I was like, I am so happy for her. When I
1: say I worked two jobs, I bartended from 10 p.m. till 7 a.m., slept for two hours, worked all day at the salon, and I did that for several, several years. And my mom pretty much raised my kids for a good portion because I was just trying to make it, right? And, yeah. so, and so now it's just like I get to breathe. But then I create problems where problems shouldn't be created. And I'm working on that and I'm going to get help for that. And I'm open about it. Not, not to, not to be like, oh, woe is me, attention seeking. Just to let people know that sometimes what you see on social media, which I try to be very raw on. So I think I put the good, the bad. I don't ever try to be like, my life is perfect. Yeah. Um, Because when I post something, I truly mean it at that moment. And I've posted, like, my Instagram is where I get kind of more vulnerable than Facebook. They, Facebook's more business-oriented. <laughs> like, I'll get 300 likes on a family picture and, like, 20 likes on a bomb hair picture. I cannot figure you people out. What do you want from me? <laughs> but um, I will say from this point forward, don't, you know, I, 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 me being open about mental health and things like that. Because if you were to look at my life and you don't know my past, you would assume... She that, has everything well, Yeah, I have everything and I do have everything. Fortunately, social media
0: is And the it's worst the killer. I hate
1: it. And I call it the Robin Williams syndrome mm-hmm. because I am the happiest, goofiest, funniest person you'll ever meet. But I will, I, you don't know what I go through when I have to sit alone. Yeah. And that's scary. That's I'm neat. the scariest place in the world is being with me. Yeah. And that is, and so if I can be with me and God, maybe I f- might find comfort in that. Oh, if that makes sense, absolutely. you know. I'm, I'm, and i talked to i prayed on the way here. And I, I did not want to say, I wanted to save this. You sent me that song. Oh, did you listen? I did listen to it. And I was ha- like, I was the morning and I'm like, I'm a very in touch with, um, I'm an empath. And so like, I feel feelings all the time. I can walk into a room and if the mood is there, it brings my mood down. Like I soak up energy, <laughs> like I swear, and it's—I hate that about me. I'm a Scorpio. I have all—I am like—I'm into all that. Okay, I told you I'm an eclectic <laughs> person. That's but okay. like, I soak it all up, right? And so I was feeling all these emotions, and and I came across—Kurt um, Franklin was my jam back in my Pentecostal days, because like, it was kind of rap and it was upbeat, right? And so I had that, and I was like, "Oh, Kelsey sent me that song," because when you sent it to me, I wasn't ready to listen to it. I did—I
0: was like. And I said listen when you're ready. When you're ready. And I was and I and I do
1: want to preface this by saying I appreciate your approach. Because it was the most welcoming, unpressed, unprejudiced approach to being my friend. And I am sincerely you're the only person I've talked to about all this. And so I am sincerely grateful for that because you know, you said, you'll never disappoint me. And I'm grateful for that because I'm a disappointer, okay? Like, I'm the black sheep of my family. So I want to tell you, I am appreciative of that so much because I feel comfortable opening up to you about this. But you gave me that song, and I was like, and I was driving on the way, and I was on my way to get product, and I played the song, and I just started bawling, and I was so mad I just put new lashes on, and I'm just like, doing this in the car. And I just started bawling, and I was just like, okay, all right. I'm here. I'm here. Like, i I need help. Like, uh, okay. I got it. I'm here. And so I listened to that song. And, um, so on the way here, I was like, all right, God, like, I'm about to get on this podcast. I don't know what, why I'm here. Like, I have no idea why I'm in this particular genre of podcast. Um, I thought like, <laughs> you'd on be on the podcast. I'd be on. This is not the first one I would have chose. And I said, I said, I got, I was going to be here about 20 minutes. I'm, I'm early bird. I, have anxiety about being late. Same. So I sat in the Walmart parking yeah. lot and I sat there It was listening to a song it was called Son of the Sinner and I said alright it's like God I was like whatever you want because I, I didn't write down anything I didn't prepare for anything I like things just to be just flow I don't want to I just don't prepare and I said whatever you want me to say just put it on my heart just like let me say that. Like I don't know what you what you need from me today because obviously I'm not the person to convince anybody of anything. So I don't know where I need to be in this position and so I did I was like, "All right God, like lead me." And I had no idea where I was going to go with this and I almost tried to back out a couple of times coming. But you are talking about the devil. Like, I got sick. I couldn't. My voice. I had a massive girl. fever blister. I was like, I go to church one time. I get a fever <laughs> blister. I get sick. I'm like, this is what I get. The walk for going is hard, girl. Walk <laughs> is hard. And I was like, I'm not going. I was like, frustrated. I had so much going on this week. And I was like, I'm just going to back out. And I was like, no, you're not. You wanna I've always wanted to do this. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'm going. And then so, like, after, as, like, we're wrapping up, I'm like, like,
0: okay. Yes
1: so that was nice. That was really good. I like that.
0: You know, so good.
1: I appreciate
0: it's that. It's crazy um that you said something about how he kept you there are a lot of things that the devil kept you from coming here. Girl, I mean, the someone actually reached out to me earlier this week, another she goes to another church, but mm-hmm. she was like, "Lord, put you you on my heart this morning and I don't know if anything's going on, but I just want to let you know that I'm praying for mm-hmm. you, and and I was like, you know, nothing really specific is yeah. going on, but I'm I'm always being attacked. So, yeah, like, like thanks. Just, I, yeah. I enjoy the prayers. Thank you so yeah, much. I need sure. them. And we got on the subject of like being attacked, and um, when you are in the light, and the devil knows what you're trying to mm-hmm. do, because, and I think the reason that I get attacked so much, especially leading up to a podcast, like, yeah. especially when it's. Things like this yeah. or the atheist podcast. I mean, my my kids get sick. Yeah, as always. Yeah. My yeah. Uh, marriage is not very good, yeah. or like we're getting in an argument, or I'm not feeling secure mm-hmm. in myself or in my faith, or I'm always getting some you some kind to of doubt. Attack. You're like, what am
1: I even oh, doing yeah. here and, to talk to about this? I'm not even living right. up to the expectation I'm trying to teach people yeah. about. Yeah, and
0: and I'm human, and like that's why the Lord has people in my life that I can call. Yeah, and get that reassurance, even though I know I can seek it from Him. He has placed people in my life in order to help well, me. Visual stimuli, like that's a thing, right? Yeah. I mean, like oh, that's yeah. important, and, you know. So. When you say that, I mean, it gets easier because your faith gets stronger. But seeing it over and over again, like through podcasts, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is really real. Like, this is really strengthening my faith because, honestly, leading up to a podcast, it is like, I mean, all things just kind of, you know, keep me from that. I'm so glad that you came. Me too. uh, Because it was refreshing for me. I know a lot of people have a, a variety of people that listen, but my, my Christian friends that, like, attend church regularly, yeah. like, um, those, you know, strong Christians, like, sometimes it helps them to listen to things like yeah. this because they get a different perspective from, I hate even to say the word, but, like, the secular world. Yeah, for sure. Because... It opens their mind to, okay, like, this has been her life and her standpoint, and it just kind of makes you realize that not everybody is in this same cookie-cutter no, experience. Yeah, and we're, and, I mean, the secular world, I love that. I love that <laughs> secular, title. Um, yeah.
1: Because we're people, too, mm-hmm. you know, and, and everybody is a person, and everyone, mm-hmm. it you know, it, they all deserve the same treatment and approach and love and understanding and whatever that may be in their life, and that's all that I care to do for anybody that's around me is t- I'm I'm a safe place for that, for the good, the bad, the ugly, and the best, and, and if that is my purpose on this earth from God, so be it,
0: you know, it is. but,
1: um, it is what it is, <laughs> you know, like, I'm, it is what it is. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, um, I'm so glad you came. Me you know, too. I've already Thank said you. That. Yeah. And you do have a purpose um, in your life. Usually, I'll end this with like, "What's your purpose yeah. in life?" Um, but I'm gonna just tell you. What okay. Your purpose tell is. me. Like I've said before, I think you have a gift of evangelism. Uh, clearly, you have a gift of like discernment mm-hmm. too, because you can read people. And that is that is a gift from God. I I don't think I know that we go through life in order to like l- have lessons and. And then that attributes to our gifts, but God designed it that way. Mm -hmm. And then some things are like, like a gift that you may not even think you have, he will equip you with that when you're in the moment Mm -hmm. of, you know, if you're, if you see someone on the road that he wants you to go talk to. I mean, it's, it's crazy how I will be so nervous about going up to someone I Mm -hmm. don't know but he will literally lead the conversation for me. Like words will come out of my mouth that I'm like, oh, was that me? Yeah. And like you have said earlier, which you made me cry because you were like your approach. I appreciate your approach yeah. because that's something that I – another reason I have this podcast is to hopefully teach people that there is another way that we can mm-hmm. lead people to Jesus. And it's not the way that you've been taught your whole life. Right, like, right. Our, I don't want to push anybody away. So when you made that post – I was a little afraid of reaching out to you cuz I was like I haven't talked to her in like yeah. a couple months or whatever cuz sometimes we'll talk in yeah, on right, Instagram right, right. But I didn't want you to feel like, oh, well, now she's reaching out no, to me. You no, know? that was our
1: dynamic of, and and I will say, maybe had we not had the dynamic of our relationship prior, right. I would probably, probably. But it probably wasn't like else. knock knock knock. Yeah. Have you heard the word of Jesus? Yeah. You know, it wasn't like that. Um. So had we had not maybe had, had the friendship that we do, it may have. I mean, I may have probably been like, yeah, what's going on? Yes. But yeah. with you, I was like. I want to talk to her. Hi. I don't know why. Like, I mean, we, and then we had lunch and, and I was like, I just, and I don't do that. I really don't go to, I just don't because I get so, <laughs> I an- so anxious. Well, I just, I have so much anxiety and I talk myself out of doing things all the time. Mm. And then I, I'm like, I I don't, I, cause I don't want to check myself. And I don't want somebody else to check me, you know, and it's just like, and then I doubt because with my emotions so up and down, I'll be all about something one day and then the depression or something will hit. And I'm like, dude, I'm not even able to get like, I'm barely making it throughout the day, you know. And so I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to feel agreeing to this. You know, it's like when you agree to go out with your girlfriends when you're in a good mood and then you're like, I don't want to leave the house. It's kind of like that. So it all led to the same direction. And I knew with this was going to lead to today and for me to walk through the door of this so I mean like I would have never with anyone else so that's why I'm here with you thanks Miranda Uh, well you never know feels good Uh, I love you and I'm proud of you I'm your biggest fan I'm your biggest fan you know even at a distance sometimes the life gets crazy and you know like same it's and and I think that's I'm always
0: cheering you on from the side yeah I
1: love it I mean I want to see you succeed and you've done just that, you know, like Mm -hmm. I love that. And so I'm Mm -hmm. proud of you. And I hope that, you know, with your journey, I still sense a little anxiety of like wondering, like you like tiptoeing in this in this new world that you're in and trying to find your ground. And I do hope for you that you find your foundation and a concrete foundation to to be comfortable because your approach is absolutely what i feel for me is what every christian should be like like you would make it comfortable for somebody like me to go with you to church and then right. you would come pick me up from the cowboy the next day you know what i mean like i would feel that way and i love that about you so i, I hope that you you find comfort into that part of your life so oh, i think you're you.
0: you're doing good appreciate
1: that. doing good sister
0: all right. Well, That's it. I guess we'll uh, how, wrap what it time up been two
1: hours. It's one o'clock.
0: Oh, there's it's the time. O'clock. I hope. Is it? It's one o'clock. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Okay. We knew well, we were going to talk. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Miranda. Yes. Thanks thank for coming you. on. All right. Bye, you guys. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like more information on this podcast, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook under Picturing Purpose Podcast. Find us on Anchor, as well as every major streaming service. If you are excited for this journey and want to see this podcast thrive, there are many ways you can help. The most simple thing you can do is by leaving a five-star review on your streaming service of choice. Reviews help podcasts so much. Another easy thing, anytime you see a post from the Picturing Purpose Podcast social media pages please comment like and share this generates a bigger audience and brings more listeners you never know one of your friends may need to hear an encouraging word i need daily motivation myself last but definitely not least if you want to see this podcast fulfill its purpose your donations are incredibly appreciated keeping the podcast up and running is an extra cost i have taken on and will continue to do as needed I know that god will always provide because this podcast is his not only will donations go to the making of the podcast, podcast but picturing purpose will be blessing a portion of its monthly earnings to people in need whatever god puts on my heart is where the money will go there is no donation too small and you can also set up recurring payments Even $5 a month would be super helpful. If you are unable to donate, your prayers are powerful. Please pray for this podcast and that it continues to serve its purpose and spread the love of Christ. Our hope is that Picturing Purpose is an encouragement to anyone that needs it and that we create strong, confident, and motivated disciples. Thank you for your support.